0: To do this, good morning. morning. Happy New Year. Year. I'm uh, glad you're here on January first, twenty twenty three. I'm Scott, I'm an elder, I'm filling in for Pastor Brian, he's off this week, so I'm going to do the first half of the service, and then Mike Scott will pick up the second half, so we're going to tag team the service today, so I'm excited. As we gather, a new year begins, yet often so little changes. For most, a new year means little differences regarding life, vocation, house, and home, Outside of annually changing one number on our calendar, much of life remains the same, including the daily battles we face against Satan, sin, and our own flesh. With that, we rejoice today. Not just in the years changing, but a daily changing we recognize every day as we live in this world through the blameless one born for us. Christ was under and fulfilled God's law perfectly for us. Even as an infant child brought to the temple for circumcision under Mosaic law, it would mark both the promise of redemption and the burden of the law. And with Jesus marking the sacrifice that would set us free, try as we might with New Year's resolutions to become better people, we still find ourselves falling short of God's moral law that remains today. Rejoice in the newness that has come. More than a new year, we are given a new life. For Christ has fulfilled and set us free. As we are marked in baptism and bear Christ's name, we become inheritors of his promise. It is a newness to celebrate each day of the year. Let's sing, O come all ye faithful. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Christ, our Savior, is born. Please stand. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. The law was our guardian until Christ came. In order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, for in Christ Jesus, you were all sons of God through faith. As we begin a new year in God's grace, we acknowledge and repent of our sinfulness and failure to keep his law. Everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Lord, we confess to you our sins. Before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. For the Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your
1: law and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy
0: name. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. May the Lord, who has begun this good work in us, bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, strong to save, you gave your Son the name of Jesus to be a sign of our salvation. You made your Son subject to the law to shed his blood on our behalf. Grant us circumcision of the heart by your Holy Spirit that we may be made pure and in faith, rejoice in the freedom achieved through Christ for us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated.
2: The Old Testament reading for today is from Numbers chapter 6. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days bless the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds.
1: And write them up their hearts.
2: I will be their God and they shall be my people. Today's epistle lesson is from Galatians chapter 3. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, for in Christ Jesus, You are all sons of God through faith, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He
1: will save his people from their sins.
2: Hallelujah. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel.
0: Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. You, Lord. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You, Please be seated. Good morning. morning. Well, I'm a new elder. Um, Just started being an elder a few months ago. Some people call me the younger because I'm the younger elder. (laughs) And a few months ago, we are at an elders meeting with all our guys, and the pastor says, I'm going to go to Minnesota and get an RV, and uh, you guys have to cover the services. So, um, you know, moral and mike and john do their part and then it comes to new year's day and they say scott and i say no 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 i don't come on i just i'm new at this so they said no you should do it you should do it so i say okay okay i'll do it i'll do it and then i get the text the circumcision of jesus (laughs) well what do you do with that i mean i'm a doctor I have done a circumcision about 28 years ago when I was in residency. Um, I haven't done one since. I'm, not, I'm an emergency medicine specialist and wound specialist. I'm not a you know, pediatrician, but I have done one. So let's dive into it. Let's see where we go with this. The circumcision of Jesus. Luke 20, 21. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus. The name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Okay, let's go back to the history of circumcision. In Genesis 17, God says this to Abraham. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. It shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. So... Abraham's commanded to be circumcised and to circumcise all males, to be marked as part of God's family. Okay. Um, So Jesus is circumcised. It's day eight, you read the text, he's circumcised. Well, yeah, he's a Jewish kid. He gets circumcised like all the other Jewish boys, right? Is it a big deal? Well, it kind of is a big deal. If you dig into it, He's circumcised to be part of a family, a long lineage, a family, a, a promise, a covenant, an oath made by God with his people. The fulfillment of an oath made by God to Abraham. This isn't just a Jewish baby being circumcised. This is the Lord. This is Emmanuel. This is the Messiah. This is God coming down to earth. This is God allowing himself to be identified with us, to be one of us. He he actually fulfills lots of oaths. God has lots of oaths that he had with us, starting with Adam and Eve. If you go way, way back in the Bible, we all know the story of Adam and Eve. We probably learned it somewhere along the line in um, Sunday school. So Adam and Eve are walking in the Garden of Eden with God, and everything's great. Um, There's unity and love. It's Heaven on earth. And God says, Well, there's a tree over there. Don't touch it. Don't eat from it. But everything else you can do. Just one thing not to do. And then the serpent comes along, Satan. And he says, Well, did God really tell you not to eat that fruit from that tree? Are you sure he said that? And so Satan says, Well, you know, if you eat that fruit, you will be God. You will be like God. Your eyes will be opened. You, you, and so the fruit is very tempting. And, of course, Adam and Eve eat the fruit. Then what happens next? Satan, there with Adam and Eve. God, instead of, you know, reproaching Adam and Eve, addresses Satan directly. And he says, I will put enmity, hatred, between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He's telling this to Satan. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between you and your offspring and her offspring. He shall crush your head and you shall bruise his heel. He, Jesus, shall crush his head. And you, Satan, will just bruise his heel. So God promises Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden, a savior, a son, to come and to save us to save the world he promises adam i mean abraham pardon me he promises abraham he will be the father of many nations he promises moses a kingdom in israel and deliverance from egypt he promises david a lineage a line that the messiah will come from his lineage and he promises mary a son not just a son a savior god here on earth the very son that the prophets proclaimed to replace the old covenant, which was the law, which, which is what we read this morning, with the new covenant, Jesus, life. This is the duality of Jesus. He is God and man. This isn't just an, a baby being circumcised. This is God coming down, suffering, bleeding, living on earth, forging a relationship with us teaching us who God is, what it means to have a relationship with God, and teaching us about eternity, about heaven, about salvation. In Hebrews, it says, Jesus perfectly succeeded at every point where humanity failed. He is the guarantor and mediator of the new and better covenant for all people and all nations. He shall crush your head, Satan, And you will bruise his heel. Jesus defeats Satan on the cross. And by his resurrection, the prophecy promised in the Garden of Eden is fulfilled. The promise is kept. The Old Testament promise is kept. So, what's this all about? Well, it's about a relationship. The New Testament is really about a relationship. It's about a relationship of God coming to us coming down to us so that we can feel him, touch him. It's for, it's for everyone. This isn't a God that is just sitting up there and uh, being a watchmaker or a puppeteer and just working everything. No, this is a God that has a relationship with us. We do have a choice to either accept him or reject him. And that's, that's the beauty of a relationship. It's because if you don't have a choice, you, there is no relationship. So God has chosen us. He sent his son. He promised Adam and Eve, Moses, David, Mary, a son. And what's your response? What is your response? What do you do with this? Jesus comes and dwells among us. He identifies with us. He is born a baby. He is circumcised. He is presented at the temple He's baptized and later enters into his ministry and he suffers death. He is incarnate. He is man so that we can relate to God and be saved. So, let's see what Paul has to say about this in Colossians. This is a really powerful letter in Colossians and I'm going to read it slowly because it's There's a lot in here, okay? All right, second uh, chapter of Colossians, verse 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him also, you were circumcised. With a circumcision not performed by human hands... Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge Of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. This is powerful imagery, nailing our sins to the cross. Everyone in the Old Testament, everybody in the New Testament, everybody up until time has their sins nailed to the cross. This is for everybody, it's not just for believers. This is salvation for everybody. Circumcision is the spiritual removal of sin from our hearts, our souls, through baptism and it's uniting us to Christ's death that we may we might be united to his resurrection. Remember, we are there buried with Jesus in his baptism, raised by him and God and our sins forgiven nailed to the cross. That's the big picture. That is the big picture. So Adam and Eve ate from the tree of life. They sinned. They were estranged from God, and their direct intimate relationship with God was changed. Sin entered into the world. God tells Satan that a Savior will be born, and he will defeat him. Jesus will crush his head, and Satan will just bruise his heel. Jesus is born. He is circumcised. He's circumcised as a man into humanity as part of the Jewish tradition. And through his suffering and death, our sins are nailed to the cross, and he dies with our sins. Jesus is resurrected, and the prophecy is fulfilled. Paul writes that we have been spiritually circumcised by Christ through our baptism. We are buried with Christ and raised with him in baptism, in resurrection. The relationship with God is fully restored through Christ. The seed of man promised in the Garden of Eden. And now we have the promise of eternal life. Amen. Amen.
2: Please rise for the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, Father. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Ever-present God, you are Lord of our past, our present, and our future. We know that all we need for this body and life and all we would ever need for the peace of our souls in the forgiveness of sins comes from you for your care in the past year and for your gracious promises in this new year, assured in Christ alone. We praise you, Lord. Ever-living God, we know that no matter the year or new beginnings, we are not strangers to Christ's words. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Be with the leaders of the nations, states, and local communities that wisdom be given for the justice and well-being of others. In times of tribulation, grant us your peace. In times of trials, grant us a confident faith. In times of troubles, remind us of your living presence and draw us to your word and means of grace. For the gifts of grace you supply for our every need each year. And each day, we praise you, Lord. Ever-compassionate God, for those who have needs known to us, including Donna Haggerty, the Ayello family, and Barbara, Barbara Freitas, we pray for those who are starting this new year mourning the loss of their loved ones, especially the families of Mike Corby, Joe Simmons, Audrey Strait, Joe Gein, and the Carter family upon the loss of Ruth. For those whose needs of body and soul are known only to you, we lift them up in prayer and commend them to your ever-present care. Through trials and tribulations, suffering and struggles, set them free from their burdens and heal them according to your will. Lord, in your mercy, Ever gracious God, you so loved this world that you gave your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. In this continuing Christmas season and each day of this new year, continue to draw us to our Savior, Jesus Christ, born for us, that we follow him who would ultimately die for us, rising to victory and ascending to glory as we do equip and sustain us through your Holy Spirit, that we witness the truth of your word centered on our Savior to all whom you place in our lives. Lord, in your mercy. All knowing God, though we are not bound by the limits of time, you are not bound by the limits of time, we are as we remain in this world and recognize another year's passing And another new beginning. Yet in your divine wisdom, when the time was right, you sent your son into this world to be born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we be your children now and forever. Help us seek to live according to your law, that we may remain faithful to your truth, according to your word. Lord, in your mercy. In this new year, abide among us with your Holy Spirit that we may always trust in the saving name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. And also with you lift up your hearts let us give thanks to the Lord our God it is, right it is truly good right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you Holy Lord Almighty Father everlasting God through Jesus Christ our Lord For in the mystery of the word made flesh You have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord our God, for now that faith has come, we are no longer under a a guardian, but are your own children. Through the perfection and blamelessness of your Son, Jesus, we receive through him blessings throughout each year you give us in this life. Grant us now that we may faithfully receive his true body and blood given and shed for us with the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation. To you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be all praise and glory, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please be seated.
3: Yeah. Jesus, the Messiah, Lord of all, His body, the so amazing, your love so amazing, Jesus Messiah, name above all names, blessed Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners,
1: the ransom from heaven,
3: Jesus. the light of the world Jesus Messiah Emmanuel, the rescue for sinners, the ransom from heaven, Jesus
2: Let us pray. O God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you in the year ahead. The Lord make his face shine on you now and always. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Amen. Seated. I know there are some announcements, so if there are more than one, please come forward and sit in the front bench.
4: Well, good morning and happy new year. So, uh Couple things just to mention to you. One is, uh, first of all, I want to thank Scott and Mike. They did a great job today leading yeah. us in the work. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys. Uh, next is, uh, we've got our voters' meeting coming up on January the 15th. And so today, when you leave, going out the back doors there in the narthex on the table right directly ahead, you'll have the proposed budget for 2023. So I asked just pick up one per family, if you would, so that we can kind of minimize how much uh, paper we're using. And uh, you've got a couple cover letters that are on there for comments uh, that both Doreen and I put together. So mine around the church side of it. Doreen's around the school side of it. So kind of read through those good, if you would. Hopefully that will help explain a little bit. One of the things you'll notice is when you get to, on the first page, You're going to see the proposed revenue for both the church and the school, the early learning center. You will also see when you get to the very last page, you'll see that we've taken the revenue for the early learning center and put it right above the expenses. So when you're looking at that page, you're not having to go back to page one to see how it matches up to the revenue. So hopefully that will make it a little easier. I think the big thing in us doing this is, is it gives you an opportunity to review the budget, And we'd like feedback. We'd like if you've got some questions or comments or something um, that we can know ahead of time. It'll help us to make for a smooth meeting on the 15th. So you can send your comments either email or by phone to uh, Jason, Merle, Doreen, or myself, and Pastor. And uh, we'll kind of collect what those are. We'll try to have all those answered. We'll, we'll discuss those questions at the meeting, and hopefully we can have a nice flow, and uh, And I'm sure there'll be some questions because there's a lot, lot here. So we really look forward to you being there. It's very important that we have all of our voters there at that meeting so that we can uh, get an approved budget so we can move on here in 2023. Also, we mentioned a couple weeks ago, and it was in the messenger too, so our giving envelopes, you know, As we've gone along year after year, we're seeing that there was being used less and less by fewer and fewer people, and the cost of them when we thought, you know, we can really get it to the point where we've got our online giving through Vanco, which is very easy to set up, and uh, there's quite a few of us, whether it's Jason, Doreen, myself, even Pastor. uh, Any of us can help you if if you haven't set up and you want to do that. Or if you want to continue with envelopes, you'll see in the pews... We've got, we've taken a lot of the old envelopes that are left over, and we had probably 30 boxes of them left over from last year. So we've taken those, we've blanked out the member number, and we've blanked out the date. They're there, and there's also, if you turn around and look at Jason real quick, there's a little box hanging on the wall that has extra envelopes there. And right next to that, you'll see all of our membership numbers. So if by chance you don't know your membership number, it's there in alphabetical order. You can look up your name. You can see your membership number. So if you're going to use the envelope, you can just put your number right on there. Don't stress if you forget to do that because our counters are really good counters, and they're very efficient. So put a little pressure on, on Les and Dick and Bob. but. If you put a check in there and you haven't put your membership number, those guys have that same list, they can look it up and they'll make sure that they get your membership number on that when they enter it in the system. And then last I have for you, just a reminder too, we've got our flower chart that's uh, in the coffee shop. Uh, I've seen some, have already started signing up on there. So just a reminder to sign up, any special occasions or whatever it may be, if you'd kind of list that on. Oh, Jace, yes. okay, thank you. If yeah somehow on that membership sheet if we if we miss somebody, any chance and you go to look for your name let uh, probably Jason or one of us know and we'll make sure that we get that updated. We think we covered it off pretty good but you know anything can happen anyway thanks Jason. appreciate that so. Uh, on that flower chart, make sure to just note if it's an anniversary or whatever it may be because we'll want to start putting that out in the messenger so so we can recognize uh, who the flowers are for that particular week or month or whatever the case may be. So God bless all you guys, and have a happy uh, 2023. 20, happy,
3: happy New Year. So Thursday, we begin again our Fitness class. Yay, 9 a.m. Uh, it's before the women's Bible study. It's not just for women, it's for anyone who needs a little extra stretch in their day. Um, it's just 45 minutes. Uh, we've been doing this now for oh, a few months, maybe, maybe almost a year. So, anyway, 9 a.m. in the fellowship hall, wear some comfy clothes. We're going to start the New Year stretching. That's it. Nothing more than that. So anyway, Happy New Year.
2: Again, we welcome that New Year. Thursday mornings, we've been meeting now for about several months with the men's Bible class. And what we do is we have a short, light breakfast from 7 to 730 if you want to be a part of that in the social half hour and then we have our Bible class and it's over by 30 so the girls can exercise I, I'm sorry anybody can exercise at 9 anybody so I remind you of that something else I was going to say I to you. must not important so I hope to see some of you it's, it's not contingent upon being there before every lesson is its lesson of its own so if you've never been please feel welcome enjoy the coffee with us thank you Oh, I'm sorry, Lori. We have a limit of three. <laughs> Today is the first Sunday of the month, and um, that is when you reach into your pockets or into your purse and you pull out your change. And it's um, Lutheran Women's Missionary League mites that we collect for grants that go to wonderful causes across the United States. There is no Bible study today, however, I believe there is coffee and I encourage you to move south when you leave and go through the friendship room and the coffee room and, and welcome the new year with your friends. Go in peace and serve the Lord.